Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson. We're going to hear an incredible story. What would you do if you didn't do what you're doing now? What do you think about in the middle of the night and say, I wished I'd done that. And as I get older and I've accomplished things, I think, oh, I could have done that. And why didn't I? Well, my next guest, he did it. He switched gears. He was an auto mechanic in Ohio. And then he decided to become a medical doctor at the age of 47. 18 years he ran his own auto repair business. And then he said... I'm going to change gears. We're going to hear his story. Joining us is Carl Allenby. Welcome, Carl. Thank you for being with us. Hi, Arlene. Thanks for having me. All right. What an incredible story. In 18 years, you were a mechanic. How did you get the mechanic bug? Well, actually, it was uh, 25 years. I uh, was a business owner and automotive technician. Uh, I started out of business very young, uh, at the age of 19, you know, where I grew up. Uh, there just wasn't a lot of economic opportunity. Uh, you know, right out of high school, uh, there was a huge emphasis on getting a job, working, so that I could support myself, you know, um, support my family, and uh, trying to give back to the household. Uh, so there was a huge emphasis to go out and get a job uh, right after that. And, and I you ended did, because you needed a job. And, yeah, absolutely. And did you always want to become a doctor? Did that figure I did. in your mind? You know, mm-hmm. as a young child, uh, probably, you know, as, a, as every child out there dreams to mm-hmm. aspire to something great. Uh, you know, I had dreams of becoming a doctor. Uh, there were several shows out there that I used to watch that inspired me. But as you know, you go through high, uh, you go through school, you go through life, and sometimes those dreams that you have, you defer them in order to fulfill those necessities uh, of the that are more pressing at the uh, present time. All right, what did you do? And I think everybody is with you here as we're listening. We all have that, everybody. Where yeah. were you? What were you thinking? When did you make this decision and say, I can do it? Yeah, so um, so I had been working along at, at my business and uh, decided to go back to school because uh, before going to business school, I had only had my automotive training. I became an, uh, a master technician at a very young age and um, had decided to go back to business school uh, to get a foundational understanding of how business operates because mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure. I had two locations at the time. just wasn't sure if I was going to continue to grow the business or if I was going to go in a totally different direction, join corporate America. But I knew I needed that foundational uh, education. So I went back to school, and it was there that I rediscovered my passion for medicine. Uh, so this was around uh, 2009. I was uh, forced to take this biology class that I had put mm-hmm. off. It was part of my degree program mm-hmm. in order to get my bachelor's degree. And uh, said, you know, what, what am I taking biology for? You know, this, uh, <laughs> this isn't part of business. 
but uh, eventually my counselor convinced me that I had to take it to graduate, so it was my second and last class. And in the first hour of that class, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with the rest wow. of my life. And what was it? Was it the professor? Was there something that happened in there in that conversation? Yeah, it was a combination. Lit- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it was a combination of all of that. You know, the professor um, was, um, he was a, um, a resident um, at Cleveland Clinic here in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, he would come after one of his long shifts, bloodshot, uh, red eyes, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, would just light up when he would start to teach the information. And then the information was exciting, too. It was a very basic course, uh, now that I look back at it. But it brought back all those ideas of when I was sitting in class uh, as a youngster, you know, um, wishing one day that I was going to become a doctor, dreaming about it, and then realizing that I had totally forgotten about that pathway as I was just going through the throes of life and trying to uh, just make something of myself and have a successful business career. So now you're diagnosing people instead of what's wrong with a car. What's different between those two things? Yeah. Well, actually, there's a lot of similarities. You know, uh, if you think about it on your drive-in today, Mm -hmm. if your car had broken down uh, on your way in and you had, you know, kids to pick up, groceries to get, things like that, uh, it's pretty traumatic, you know, and that's kind of the same way people come into the emergency department. Um, They have this uh, life-altering experience sometimes, and uh, they don't know um, how long it's going to take for them to be seen or to get fixed or to... You know, get out of the hospital, and um, and then also the cost too is a huge factor. And I faced a lot of that in in the automotive shop, just calming people down, letting them know things are going to be all right. You know, these are the people who showed up with the emergencies uh, in my repair shop. Uh, a lot of the work was just maintenance as well. But you know, there's a lot of uh, similarity in that in the way that patients present to the emergency department with this uncertainty. Uh, the science behind it is a lot different. You know, obviously I can't use the same tools Mm-mm. that I used in the Mm-mm. in the shop, <laughs> but a lot of the process is the same as far as listening to your patient, you know, being ap- empathetic uh, to their situation, understanding how their illness affects their lives. Um, and then, um, you know, proposing a solution, coming up with a diagnostic answer, uh, ordering all your tests that you need to order in order to come up with a diagnostic mm-hmm. solution. There are, as you're talking, you know, there are a lot of similarities. Carl Allenby, what a great story. We need good stories these days. It was a pleasure to have you. Also a story about about being affected by other human beings and how we can all help each other, Carl. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to continue to do that. You're not kidding, especially these days. Thank you, Carl. All right. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Carl Allenby joining us. He's a former auto mechanic in Ohio, and now he is a doctor in Cleveland. Anybody can do it even all of us. This is Global News Radio. I'm Arlene Bonnet in for Alex Pearson.